Welcome everyone to another installment of Two Canters Walk Into a Bar. You are here with Canter Matt Axerod of wonderful Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and Canter Penny Myers. Penny, where are you from, Penny? I am from Buffalo, New York, Temple Beth Zion, Western New York's Western. largest synagogue. Which is sort of like being the best ballerina in Ecuador. I That's can't. right. So regular wow. listeners to our podcast are... He's from Scotch Flight. Well, that's true. So regular listeners are already familiar with this portion of the podcast is reserved for buffalo jokes. That's right. So I was thinking about... We are a drinking town with football and hockey well, problems. I, I like the drinking town part. But I'm thinking back in historic times. I'm thinking back about how the Jews got to Buffalo. I told you already in like an earlier podcast. They came through Ellis Island. They left Russia or they left Europe. So, wait, wait. So, (laughs) walk walk me through this because... I don't think... They walked through it. So, they they traveled... uh, What's that term? Steerage. They came steerage. They came steerage. Okay, so not not a pleasant journey. Not like, you know, not even like, you know, uh, boarding a plane and, you know, you know, you don't even get checked bags Look. or something like that. So they they had a flight. They had a a perilous journey across the ocean. They finally arrive. They see the Statue of Liberty. They arrive at Ellis Island. They get through that. They board trains and they scatter throughout the entire country. Some settle in Boston, New York, Scottsdale, okay. Boca, Boca, Miami, <laughs> California, and then some people ended up in Buffalo. And did I mean on purpose or did the train break down? I. <laughs> I mean, all I can picture is some guy wearing, you know, the black suit, and he's got the suitcases and all his family, and they're all tired, and they get off the and and they look around, and he says, "For this, I, I left Europe." <laughs> you know, like I said, it's my theory. You know, they had only had so much money, and you know, once once they reached the stop, which their train fare ended, it was Buffalo. So it was either <laughs> Buffalo or Youngstown, and. Don't mock it, because I'll tell you. Oh, I'll mock it. <laughs> totally mock it. <laughs> you can say what you want, but I'm mocking it. I want you to know that Harold Arlen, the son of a cantor who wrote Somewhere Over the Rainbow, yeah. is a Buffalonian. Oh. That's right. Okay. And, and, and buffalo wings are not from real buffaloes. Buffaloes don't have wings. That was profound. You like that? That, that should be the title of a book you write someday. Buffaloes Don't Have Wings. <laughs> Buffaloes Don't Have Wings. Edited by Jessica Simpson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Check it out. So, so, Penny, the, the topic I wanted to talk about, and, and this could be perfect for you, I'm not sure, but the topic that, that I think we should talk about this time as we uh, get... Uh, Our your, beverages. Your, your drink. What are we drinking? What do we always drink? Old fashions. Old fashions. I don't know why this seems to be our go-to drink. Well, you're from Scotch Plains. Scotchity, Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. That's true. Okay. So I, I have mine, and, and yours is coming. Yes. Once the. Oh, I'm going to get mine. Don't you worry. <laughs> so, so we wanted to talk this time about the subject of social media, and maybe its pitfalls, or problems, or benefits, or advantages. To those of us who are in, are in members of the clergy and and are in leadership positions in synagogues, and and I think, you know, the issue of social media and the proper use of social media is obviously something that all professionals in whatever field, you know, especially those in education, 
certainly have to be aware of, but I think we as clergy have even unique and special challenges in the subject. So I, I guess, and, and when we say social media, sometimes we use that as a synonym um, simply for Facebook, but there are more platforms that, especially that our kids are using. But if Mark using. Zuckerberg and Priscilla would like to sponsor an episode. Oh, here, we, here we go again. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying or Instagram, Instabook, FaceChat, whatever. We, 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 <laughs> Snapchat. We're open to all proposals. So, so Penny, do you use Facebook? I have, yes, but I'm using it less and less. I think the words... Why? Because I think social media now is no longer social, and it's not even really media. Discuss. Okay. okay. Well, so... It's there, exhausting well, okay. to keep up with. There is a lot to unpack there. So oh, we could have... We, we could speak... <laughs> you don't like my term, unpack? I hate it. Okay. I, it's, it's like it's, perfect it's a, storm. Yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little business synergistic or something. Like but moving forward. Exactly. That's a tautology, I think. Oh, gosh. That's a whole other episode. It is. Okay. But we could have a whole, you know, hours discussion about social media itself. Oy. And exactly. And, and what Facebook has turned into and, and so forth. But let's talk about it as it relates to us as clergy. So you as the cantor in your synagogue, synagogue and me as the cantor, are there pitfalls? Do we limit how we use social media do we you know think and post or do we think twice and post do we think twice and not post or do we just post and hope for the best oh i i never post and hope for the best and i only have one facebook account it's my personal account and i started it maybe when facebook first came out but you know i've been posting less and less because i'm just finding that keeping up day-to-day and spending gobs of time on, for example, Facebook, is not my best use of time, but also the pressure of keeping up, I found to be a little bit um, stressful. So you felt that it was just a, a huge time suck and it was taking away from my professional actual physical interaction with human beings that I would otherwise be Facebooking over social media. I mean, that's just it. Facebooking has now become a verb. That's true. That's true. And of course, then there's the whole FOMO thing, fear of missing out. Yeah, I definitely do not have that, actually. But I do and I don't. So I use Facebook, uh, I, I guess, Actually, I really pro- don't prolifically. Um, I enjoy it. I certainly don't enjoy reading or participating in anything political, but that's a completely different subject. That's which another podcast. No, that, that's, that's after four drinks. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about that, but I guess the larger subject is if I just post whatever, random posts, slice of life, whatever it is that people put on Facebook, uh, some activity we did, some family shot, uh, a trip we're taking... Is there a risk of opening our lives up for judgment? For judgment, um, because as opposed to just sharing, we'll, we'll say as opposed to say regular people, uh, you know, everyone else out there that you get to post what you want on Facebook and so forth and so on. Do we come under additional, maybe unfair level of scrutiny of judgment of other people who have an opinion on what we do? What do you think about that? I think that you... I think that there's truth in that. But I think think what's harder 
besides, you know, I, I mean, I've been much more careful with what I've been posting lately um, because I don't want to give, there's a Hebrew saying, Ma'arit Ayin, I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression of who I am. Or well, what, what kind of wrong impression would they get? Like if I'm even on... Even if it's wrong, but even, what would they if, Okay, think? so if I'm on vacation with my family, and for those out there in radio land, my husband also is, um, is, is employed, you know, I don't want to give the wrong impression that the synagogue compensates me too much. I don't want to give the wrong impression that I am materialistic. I don't want to give the wrong impression that all I do is travel. Okay, so where everybody else goes on trips and goes on vacations and, and does things and posts it, and, but somehow we're not allowed to do that because we are employed by the public, by the Jewish community, and and then so it's conspicuous consumption yeah yeah it's a fine line i wonder if the pendulum of judgment has swung a little bit too far i i know that i'm really careful even though we're hanging out here in a bar having this podcast drinking our old fashions but i'm very I'm, I'm very careful. Number one, I get friend requests from my students. Oh, okay. So there, there's, so there's, there's one that. thing, yeah. which I ignore. So if you are one of my students or former student and you haven't, I have not answered your friend request, now you know why. Um, because you're my student. And I think that there's this line of, since social media, we have access all the time, we assume to have relationships that are friendship in nature rather than by association of our position or vocation. Like, my husband is not on Facebook well, at all. So the definition of, of social media, of Facebook, has, has changed so much that the very definition of the word friend uh, yes. is completely different. First Another of all, it's, verb. it's a verb that's turned into a verb, but we, you know, is friend just simply another network? For instance, if there were a student of ours that for whatever reason was on LinkedIn and wanted to connect with us on LinkedIn, I think that we would not, whether we did or not, I think we would not have the same reaction to it. That we would look at it more as Is LinkedIn a, considered social media? It is It is social media. It's just professionally And based. if LinkedIn wants to ever sponsor a podcast, yes, please, we will not turn that down. No, we would not. We're, we're open to all possibilities. But I forgot what I was going to say. It's something about LinkedIn, LinkedIn and, and ca- Facebook. Student connecting That's right. with so, us. So, the one advantage, of course, is that the way things have developed is that there are fewer and fewer students and young people who are even on Facebook. It was definitely a platform for them once upon a time, and they have abandoned it in droves and left it to us old people, which is kind of nice. And there are certainly within uh, educational institutions and maybe some corporations and so forth, there are probably, you know, stated policies on social media and rules that employees have to abide by and I don't know Penny does does your synagogue have that we don't have anything stated we certainly have you know reasonable expectations we don't have anything like that we don't I mean we do have Wi-Fi access um, and I do use you know I I have on 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 
I have on, on, on certain times or in the past have actually used Facebook for a pedagogical tool. So, I mean, it is, yeah, it I mean, is a good, it, like, connected if you want to get yes. information out. Um, I, I, I hate the very fact that we are in the tangible people business and that it only goes as far as our technology will reach. And I really, I'm, I'm resistant, and maybe because it's, I'm, I'm in my fourth decade of my life. Um, I don't know about your synagogue, but my synagogue, you know, we always have a Facebook event, we'll do Facebook Live, and we have all different kinds of disclaimers when our children register for Hebrew school. And I know that if I'm ever at the synagogue and I take a picture and people say, can you post it? I always ask whomever that I've taken pictures, whether it's, it's, it's kids or preschool, or, I mean, you know, you have to go through those routes to ask if you can post it. But... You know, I just, I, I find it overwhelming at times, just to keep up. Well, I'd like to just address one thing you said, is actually you're in the fifth decade of your life. Math is hard okay. for me. I am 44, uh, so I, as of I, today. So I just had to point that out. Thank you. But, but Thank you, everybody. Facebook. Thanks, Matt. Matt. You're welcome. For I'm, outing I'm, me I, like I think, you know what, I, I think this calls for our next round. Uh, it's on you. It's on me. <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's, and it's going to be on me if That's I make right. any more. If you make any more jokes. age jokes, absolutely. So I think Facebook can be a great tool, and and I personally have two Facebook accounts. I have my you personal. Do? I do. I have my personal regular account, Which like one everybody am else. I, am I on? You're, you're probably well, my regular professional one. Professional. But I also have a Cantor Matt Axelrod Facebook page. You do? I do. And I look at it right now you while can. you are and, talking. And if you were not invited to to like it, you certainly can. Uh, I use them both. I use my own account most often, but if I want to your personal per- account, right? But I will use them almost interchangeably. Um, I'm not afraid to post. Um, I also have the luxury of having been at my synagogue for a long time, and I don't need to worry about what every person might think, not that I'm doing anything wrong, uh, not that I ever post anything inappropriate, because, of course, anything you post is going to be on there forever. Forever. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. Exactly right. But I find that that social media in general is a great way to connect not exclusively it's not the only way to connect but it is an additional way to connect with congregants Um, and yes even with students there have to be a whole bunch of caveats with that Uh, there have to be a whole bunch of, of precautions and rules and being cognizant of different things because the lines get blurred the lines get blurred um you know, again, luckily there are not too many kids of student age who are on Facebook. It, it's really, you know, if what anything do you say starts, student age? I mean, time. you know, like bar mitzvah age. The kids are not on there. Um, but if if older teens and then so forth, kids in their twenties, if they friend me, I'm happy to accept. I don't. I would not certainly friend anybody else. Is your wife on Facebook? Yes, my wife is on Facebook. And does she is she follow your Facebook, like with your professional and your personal sure. pages? Absolutely, absolutely. Huh. Um, and I also, when we go on trips, I generally speaking, will post the same kind of activity that that other people would post when they go on vacation. Um, it, it's 
it's interesting. It's a form of opening yourself up to the congregation, and, and that's not a bad thing. I think, if anything, it's a teachable moment. If anything... I Like I said, it, opening up and not exposing. Right. It... Those right. I, I, I do not expose. We got a little, a okay. little deep and serious okay. for a second. I think, I think the bartender just gave us a look with that again. Okay. Again, yes. Okay. He's, he's he, he, he does not point. like us. Oh, I, I think his shift is changing. Yeah, okay. Actually, <laughs> not a moment. It's like too a blackjack table. A <laughs> That's right. You know, I think in our field, and we talked about this in a previous podcast. Scary clergy. Um, oh God. That that. Maybe the traditional model was clergy, rabbis especially, especially rabbis, but rabbis and can't write, up on a pedestal, um, (laughs) at arm's length, there's a distance, and and not in a good way. And I think that the new model of clergy, and certainly, Penny, you can agree with me, what we're trying to... I can agree with you? You can, I think you would agree with me. Okay. What we're trying to accomplish in our congregations is to create... Uh, a level of closeness, a level of connection, a level of but not too close. Not too close. Um, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just. I keep on saying that because I feel like we have step to step away from the canter. <laughs> wow. But but we. Ha- I think we, I think we have to be really clear because I think that we're seeing in our profession. I don't mean to cut you off. Actually, I, I do. You did. You cut me I off. I did. But this is. I'm cutting him off. As long as the bartender doesn't cut me off. That true story. High five on that. Okay. No, but I think, but I think, Matt, I think, you know, I think this is a slippery slope. You know, at what point are we truly friends with our congregants? Oh, that's a whole nother I, That's another, you'll have to tune it's in for that next for, time. Right. That's, that's another right. episode. But at what, but at what point the slippery slope of accessibility, and we, we, we see now, even in the modern day cantorate, the, um, not the trouble, but sometimes the hottish water some of our colleagues might be getting into because of their accessibility or their um, openness um, and willingness to share every detail. So is there much of a difference between posting something on Facebook and opening yourself up in that way mm-hmm. and running into somebody when you're shopping in Target? Or when you're out for dinner with your I hide my glass of wine. So is there a difference? One is you've put it out there to be seen. And the other is that it's passive that you're out doing your own business and and you've been seen. But is there some danger to having us out there in our real lives? Is there... Or is there a benefit? Do we... I've always thought that it's a nice thing that congregants get to see us sometimes in our natural habitat. <laughs> you know, like we're animals in well, a zoo. Look, I'm, I'm always happy at Target when I run into people. You know, I, I you know, it's a, well, that, speaking of that, like at the doctor's office, I gotta oh, tell sure. you. sure, if you run into a congregant at the doctor's office, that, that's a whole... Well, it's weird because, like... It is weird, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it also depends what kind of doctor you're seeing. Well, that's just true. I mean, and even as a woman, I got, and that lends itself to all these other issues. But you know, and yet another future episode of, of a podcast. Being a female in the clergy, no, I, I just, you know, I like running into people at Wegmans and P.S. Wegmans. If you don't know, what Wegmans is is probably the most incredible grocery store. And Danny Wegman, if you want to, to sponsor, I would be very happy. You know. Um, but the thing is, is that 
I don't hide the gr the food in my in my cart. And you know, and I don't make pains to do that. Even And that's a metaphor for social media. Hiding the food in your cart, posting oh God, so, that I mean is that, so right. it's it's all it's it's all one and the same subject. We said hiding the food mm. in our cart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hiding the food yeah. or the beer. You know, when I was a teacher back in North Carolina, when I was in graduate school at UNC Chapel Hill, can I get a go heels? Go Hills. Go Hills. That's right. They're better than Duke. Um, you know, we had classes on being emissaries even in our community as teachers. And so they often said, if you're going to buy beer or wine at the grocery stores, because in North Carolina you could, at Food Lion, P.S., sponsorship, Albertsons, Kroger, or Harris Teeter, feel free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no episode is sponsored. Real, really, Bullet Bourbon, if anything, should be sponsored. Bullet this. Bourbon and McAllen. You're from Scotch Plains. That's true. McAllen. Anyway, so, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, we were told to, like, hide things around. Now, maybe it's because I keep kosher in my house and you know, relatively strict as far as Buffalo standards can go because there's not a lot of opportunities for kosher foods in Buffalo. But, you know, I don't hide that stuff. But I will say, as a woman, I hide tampons if I'm at Target. I, buy, I, I hide things like that. And I'm a woman. I mean, everyone knows that well, I'm a that, woman. Do you, and that, do you I, alter your shopping habits so that uh, you don't run into people? I mean... It's interesting that you say that because in my community, and, and I'm not saying this with a sense of arrogance or conceit, but like I'm the cantor of the largest synagogue in western New York. Yeah, we're back to that again. We are back to that. I've been there for 13 years. Anywhere I go, someone knows who I am. I don't wear a kippah full time, but anywhere I go, people run into me. I can travel. I was in Turks and Caicos. I was in Cancun. I have been in all over. And, and but to bring this back to our original subject, did you post pictures on Facebook on your trips? I did, but you know what? I'm really careful and, about. And did people comment on it, or is it all supportive, or do you get? I don't post or, bathing suit pictures. Well, okay, but you post. You but know, I have but, in the past, like okay. ten years ago. So. What I'm asking is, do you think people care one way or the other, or is it more of uh, you get any kind of snark? Or are people Sometimes, just very happy that you hey, know, you're on vacation even, like anybody else would be right, on vacation? Right, but the thing is, is that not even like vacation... You know, it's also it, it, it's also you know I you know for for our jobs as cantors, we often give concerts or I'm brought in to give um, a, be a scholar in residence or be a guest. You know, I'll be flown somewhere, and so congregants will make comments about you're always traveling. Are you ever in the shul? And then my, you know, depending my relationship with whomever that is, and they're joking, but, but they're, not they're not joking. Really joking. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's a level of, of jealousy. And like right now, I'm in New York, and we're recording this we're, podcast we're at doing, the bar. We're doing Cantor's Assembly business. We're, we are. We're, and, and Cantor's Assembly flies us out to, or me, because I live so far well, away I from just, New York. I just took a train, and I nobody paid for that train except for me. Oh, because you lit, there's I, specific, But yeah. that's okay. But, you know, I'll but post when I'm with my colleagues. Of course, we're, we're here enjoying drinks, too, but that's... We, we you know, are, and mine's on, getting empty. That's on us. Well, that is on us. Okay. So, speaking of drinks, uh, it is our drinks are empty, and it's time to wrap up our episode. I am of, not going to post on Facebook that my drink is empty. That would be good policy, good, sensible policy. So... 
We hope you've enjoyed our little conversation about social media and exposing ourselves to the congregation. We do not make it a practice to expose ourselves. So please do join us next time. You never know where our conversation (laughs) is going to go or what we're going to discuss. But I promise you the next time, the drinks are on us. Drinks are on us.